pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. <laughs> Welcome to One Life Left on Resonance One. <laughs> Hello and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance One Hundred Four Point Four FM. My headphones are wet. Yeah, well, I'm sat <laughs> on the other side of the desk uh, this evening. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. Um, and uh, what I did was a headphone test. Really, I have a choice of headphones laid out here, and I just gradually, let, well, just, just gently laid my hand on top of the, head, <laughs> the headphones. One of them was not damp. You see, I, I left because we were chatting All before... All the better to hear you with. Before the radio show started, we were just chatting, and then, you know, the, the theme was tailing off, and I was like, time to, pu- time to put on some headphones and nail it. And as I picked them up, I just noticed them glisten. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How's it going, apart from that? It is going fine. It's going anything from that? Fi- I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> I so. Stay tuned, listeners. Um, yeah, it's going absolutely fine. I've got it's some hand sanitizer if you want to rub it around <laughs> your ears. <laughs> it is. Can you sanitize maybe, your face? Maybe that's what was glistening. Okay, yeah, let's let's go with that. <laughs> um, how are you? Uh, I'm very good, very warm. Mm, it is uh, warm. I've moved isn't it? to the. I didn't go full uh, Simon uh, summer work clothes uh, today. I did re- did begin to regret not doing that. Uh, so I've got. Um, how would I describe what you're wearing? Wh- a, a polo shirt. Sexy. Yep. It's quite shirt. light material. It is light material. Um, ha- hangs nicely on your frame. <laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, wrong colour, though. Uh, I was pushing the baby to nursery this morning. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm wearing jeans. Uh, I thought I could have gone shorts. Should have gone shorts. <clears throat> um, but, uh, yeah, wrong colour. I was a little bit sweaty just under the... Oh, no. Under the moobs. Ah, I see. Um, so, yeah, I'm warm, but doing OK, actually. What about you? Absolutely fine. It is too hot, though. Um, I mean, you would expect it to be slightly warmer summer, and it's going to get hotter, isn't it, over the next few days? Apparently so. Not good gaming weather, unless you take your Switch to a beach. Yes, but you do need to cover... Uh, it's difficult to see the this, this screen in the direct sunlight, isn't it? That's why I always, mm. in the morning, always sit furthest away from the door that you get on at the station I get on because that's very the way clever. that the sun does not shine very clever no Anne today Nan <laughs> <laughs> where is she we I was about to say we don't know we do know she's got a new employee okay I think a new, no she said new team member okay new team member what does work. Anne do no way of telling is there <laughs> absolutely no way of telling apart from asking her if um, only she was here if only she we, we just can't We've no idea. Um, she said she got a new team. She told us quite late, though, didn't she? Mm. Seemed like she'd made a miscalculation um, at 5.57. Maybe we could read that out as one of the letters. Good idea. Although we do have three. Later in the show. Yeah. That's quite a lot. And we've got a card. 
Oh, we do have a card, mm. uh, which we carry around with us <laughs> for emergencies. <laughs> We're going to sit it in the guest chair, and away we go. We've also got Anne's news, which uh, proved that, that she wasn't uh, planning on this mm. absence. This wasn't a scam, was it? She wrote her news, and she sent it through. Uh, and we're going to read it out as is, are we? Well, she did say, uh, I can send you over the brackets, not quite finished, close brackets. No, oh, so that'll okay. be, no, that'll be exciting for us to discover where it isn't finished. Live, right, good. No guests this evening either. Uh, Sorry about that. That's okay. It's pretty busy at the moment. What's busy? Oh, life, life. is busy. <laughs> not the show. The show's quite sparse. But we'll get through it. Let's fill it with words, Steve. All right. Uh, please, please welcome Anne and Simon doing the news. It's 7.04 on Monday the 24th of June. I'm Anne Scantleberry, and this is the news. Game has agreed to nearly £52 million takeover by Sports Direct. Retailer Game has been having a tough time on the... Because she's written it in, in all caps, so mm. I'm presuming the game needs to be shouted at something. Uh, <laughs> it's been having a tough time on the high street recently, but decided to go all in on its Belong Gaming Arenas, which hosts eSports events. A press release from Game read, The board wishes to recognise the efforts of Game management team in driving the broader transformation strategy, the launch of Belong and delivering significant efficiencies and right-sizing and right-sizing throughout the business to right-sizing. position... Right-sizing? Yeah. I see it's Men- not down. Right, oh, okay. Correct-sizing. Right. Throughout the business to position better the company to navigate challenging and evolving markets in which it operates. Game's board has recommended shareholders accept the offer. Mm. Okay, no jokes on that one. Um, that's a that's a sterile statement, isn't it? It is. I From read the that they weren't best pleased about this, but it was all they had. They didn't have an option. They had to take the offer. It's been going on for a long, 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 long time. Do you know yes, anything about this belong gaming arenas thing? No, uh, I've never been to a, a belong. What um, is a belong? Uh, it's their yeah. It's now I they bought. Um, the multiplayer lot, didn't they? Right, okay. Uh, who did LAN parties and all of that sort of stuff. And I understand, this may not be correct, it's been a long time since I've been in a game! Yeah. But um, they brought them in to refit uh, those bits where you could go and eSports within the stores. I see. Okay, so um, obviously the gaming game in market... <laughs> Is undergoing challenging times. Is that what they what they said? Uh, because people aren't buying games from stores anymore. So finding a new purpose for these physical locations is the purpose of Belong. Yeah, right. And Belong was uh, done in association with Sports Direct and, and Mike Ashley. Is that right? I don't think so. No, is it not. I thought that they they invested in that. Okay, maybe. I've Who knows? If only Anne was here, if only <laughs> she was here to. But but game's been dead and alive and dead and alive for mm. what feels like forever. Mm. It's been a long time since I had to. Um, oh no! What am I thinking of HMV? It's time I had to spend my vouchers quickly before they got. Uh, what about electronics boutique? Is that still a going concern? <laughs> I don't know. Um, did I've got a question about Anne's news? Technical question. Yeah, far away. Does she write write her name down there? She does. That's why I read it out. Oh, I'm reading right. this as is. Okay, good. There's also um, uh, on the navigation pane of Word, whichever version of Word this is. Um, uh, it's got headings, um, okay. and they don't appear to match up with uh, what she's written. Interesting. Mm. Maybe Wait. we could click on those a little Hold bit Hold on a second. Uh, if you were, you know, listening out then on the radio, maybe on the podcast later, mm-hmm. uh, you might have heard a buzzing in the background. That was Anne. Was it? Scans messaging. Yeah. On my way. Great. Well, let's get let's this done r- before she gets this. here, so there's no point in her arriving. Microsoft is listing Minecraft Story Mode episodes on Xbox 360 at $100 each. This isn't some get-rich-quick scheme. It's actually a technical workaround. The episodes were removed from sale after the closure of Telltale, but the poor old Xbox 360 doesn't have the functionality to have them off sale and downloadable for people who've already purchased them, so the price is, is a deterrent to stop people buying them. People who've already purchased the episodes will have until the 25th of June to download them. Sorry to podcast listeners who are hearing this news too late. That's tomorrow. <laughs> That's tomorrow. Wow. Um, 
I was in a Smith's toy shop uh, a couple of weeks ago with my 10-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think we go to Smith's for my benefit, really, because we always walk up and down the aisle and go, oh, that looks cool, that looks cool. But I'm always looking to get to the video game section. Of course, because there's they, no more game. <laughs> that's right. I just want somewhere to belong. That's what I say. Um, uh, and I noticed that the Telltale Switch games were quite cheap. Uh, like 20 quid for The Walking okay. Dead and stuff okay. like that and I thought oh that's interesting even though I don't like those games <laughs> um, but they're going to be the only ways in which you're going to be able to sort of permanently own them it's crazy isn't it I've um, never have we ever had this before where like on, on actual consoles mm-hmm. they've um, chosen to delist them rather than sort of because they're not supported rather than licenses expiring or stuff like this this is an active I don't understand that because they're not supported thing. yeah because sure I mean this isn't the first time a games company has gone uh, gone under uh, and is it a is it a problem with working out where the money goes surely not like because that IP is owned by someone uh, so that's a good point though actually where okay. would that money go I, I've no idea I mean, mm. into a bucket Maybe we can put our names down. <laughs> just quickly. Uh, maybe that's it. They just feel awkward about it. I, I don't know. It seems very, very strange that they're having to go to this, the, you know, this weird sort of workaround yeah. to allow people to download yeah. the stuff they already own, and also that this workaround is literally temporary. Why did they pick one? Um, well, I guess it's temporary until they close down the 360 store. Uh huh. Right. Okay. I see. Right. So. Oh, unless the uh, technical website removes and sale. But, but yeah. So these things are still available on other formats? Oh, it's because they wanted them to be downloadable still. It's, it's quite difficult to pay attention to the news whilst you're reading it, it out. Is, that's Anne's problem, isn't it? Wow. Well, yeah, okay. Explains a lot. Um, right, okay. Yeah, so they're going to keep them up there for $100. Why do they pick $100 then? Why not 1000 Is that the most that 2000 Something can cost. Because someone would have bought it, wouldn't exactly. they? Exactly. And a it would have gone to us because our name's on the bucket. <laughs> Well, uh, this is where it gets interesting, actually, because it stops being news. Oh. Um, it's just gossip. Well, do you remember that document we, <laughs> we were once passed from a game journalist, which has had random thoughts on it? <laughs> do <you remember> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. See, it gets a bit like that, but not quite so embarrassing. Um, she's got the headlines... Um, uh, so the headline is Representatives spent some time answering questions from the UK government's Digital Culture, Media and Sport Committee last week. End. Okay. Okay, so she's not written that yet. Underneath it goes in bold. This week, Parliament gave a squirming EA and Epic a kicking, and now the noose is tightening around loot box, aka surprise mechanics. Wesley Yin Pool, deputy editor. I see. So the inspiration is there. Control C, Control V, straight into that dock. Yeah. Good source, though. It is good source. Uh, I don't believe that to be an AM news because it goes on for a long time and then it has. So it's a bit in the middle that says more stories. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can safely move on. Uh, let's try again. Let's try new story uh, three then, shall we? Bungie has delayed the release of some Destiny 2 fixes in order to preserve the work-life balance of the development team. Some recent changes to the Lord of Wolves shotgun introduced a bunch of issues. Creative director Luke Smith spoke about how they were going to address the fixes. Internally, we had a bunch of spirited debate this week around whether or not we should just prevent players from equipping Lord of Wolves throughout the game. This is a blunt tool, and basically banning an item from being equipped isn't something we take lightly. We're having the conversation about... Is it worth doing that, or is it better to preserve the work-life balance and ship it later in July? To ask a team to do that back-to-back, full disclosure, it's not a thing we want to do. We (laughs) want to try to be really careful about stuff like that. What do you think spirited conversation meant? Can we get away with it? (laughs) Perhaps. uh, Have you ever played Destiny? No, I bought it as part of the Humble Bundle, Uh and I have not played it. Right, me neither. Um... It strikes me that uh, that they have to play a very, very careful game because their game is in a competitive market and a market with a very finite number of players looking to leap to the next big thing. Now, Anthem did not capture that audience. but um, They've got it, a seven-year plan for Anthem, they said today. Have they? Mm-hmm. What year are we in? We're still in, in the first Minus year. one yeah. at the moment. We're right. just beatering so uh, they have to be careful with their audience they have to keep people on side but they also have to be careful with their employees and careful with the reputation of the company because these days Twitter is very quick to react to uh, quite correctly quite to companies right, yeah. 
uh, it believes are doing its employees a disservice. Uh, the thing with Destiny at the moment is that I'm a little bit confused about what it is. Mm. Um, in that uh, it comes free with the Stadia Founders Pack okay. uh, in the fall. Um, yet uh, there's a lot of talk, and I believe in some. Uh, but it's I don't know enough about it to fully understand. But it, it's going free. Okay. Or a version of it is going free later in the year. All oh, right. Uh, but apparently not the version that you're getting with the Stadia, but separate other bits and bobs. And given that it's um, a game which uh, thrives with a with an ongoing, mm-hmm. I've got some people I follow on Twitter who are always banging on about doing a raid uh, in Destiny and all that really? sort of stuff. Okay. So you know they're making appointments to play. They're you know they're they're they're, they're, they're forming permanent teams. So once you start, you know. If the idea is to make it uh, more popular by giving it away, but then you start segregating the... I don't know. Aren't you always having to segregate because of the stratification of players of different skill levels or, more appropriately in, in games like this, different experience levels, people who've put more time into it? So actually, when you get a whole load of new players on there, they're all going to be in together because they're all in these starting areas together. Right. I don't know if that's how Destiny works. So Dexter likes this sort of thing on Fortnite because he's worked out that if you play on the Switch, you're playing against mobile players. <laughs> <laughs> and he laughs as he, as, he, uh, as he goes around shooting them with his Switch. Uh, that's optimistic, Steve, um, because <laughs> what we've got next uh, is square brackets that says start, then the words, and finally... And then square brackets that say end. Uh, let me just scroll. <laughs> There's something about t- uh, Final Fantasy VII and Tiffa's chest. Okay. I think these are just like uh, leads, you, is, is what you'd call them in if you're an investigative news hound. Do you know that story? The Tiffa's chest story. Uh, no. I, I've not paid much. I mean, I do like Final Fantasy VII. I've come close to rebuying it again on Switch recently, but um, I've kept away from the remake because I understood it to be a PlayStation exclusive, and therefore I thought, well, I'm never going to have time to play that. However, uh, at E3, I believe they said it's a PlayStation initially uh, initial exclusive. Right, okay. So that means what not saying exclusive. Is that I, should be, I should be paying more attention to Tifa's chest from now on. Um, what is the story, Steve? So the story is that Tifa, or okay. Tifa, uh, Tifa, on uh, from Final Fantasy VII, uh, one of the beloved characters rendered in very, very few polys when it was first out. When was Final Fantasy out? 2000 and... No. No, sorry. Ni- Come on. Hold no. on. 98. 97. It'd be around then, wouldn't it? PlayStation was 95, yeah. wasn't it? So I reckon 97. 60, yeah, 67. Um, as, uh, you know, she was, she was a sketch of the character she is now um, because these days, bigger polys. But what she ain't getting is a bigger chest. Okay. She's, nor is she getting the same size chest. She's right. getting a, a reduced size chest. And that's because, well, initially, the statement was uh, because of, hold on, I can't find, I think it's Square Enix's ethics department. Hello, when was that founded? Unclear. Um, I'm just trying to find a story online here. Our ethics department had asked that we make sure her top wasn't loose so that her chest wouldn't come off as unnatural during heavy action sequences. So we took her simplistic upper body clothing and added black undergarments and made it a tank top that fits her body well, resulting in a fit and sporty design. Um, So it's a clothing change, not a... Uh, not a uh, body. Okay, so they didn't want change. the top to look unrealistic, but she's still wearing a black mini skirt. Right, quite. Um, then uh, some of that type of nerd on the internet got into fights about whether sports bras actually exist in the Final Fantasy universe. This is unrealistic, um, and that went as well as you can imagine. Right. Let's see why Anne chose to sort of finish on that story well, or thought. Right, she no, might. she's got some other thoughts. Okay. Um, Alpha Protocol pulled from Steam due to expiry of music rights. I What's didn't know about Alpha this. Alpha Protocol. This is um, Obsidian, was it? Who did? Um, I believe this to be the case. Did the good? Did Fallout New Vegas prior to that or after? Mm-hmm. When they weren't doing Fallout New Vegas, they made Alpha Protocol, Alpha Protocol, which is a spy RPG. Uh, I played quite a lot of it a few years ago. Very much enjoyed it. Um, now, you wouldn't be able to buy it as a new Come user. On. Everything being deleted these days. Right, that's because oh, of music. So again, you sort of understand that. They should have just put the price up to $100. <laughs> uh, she's also, she also thought GTA Online's long-awaited casino opens its doors later this summer. 
She seems to like stories by Wes, Wesley Ian Paul. That, right, okay. right, that one. Well, he's the best, isn't he? Uh, NBA 2K19 fans are unhappy at an increase in the number of in-game unskippable ads. This is interesting. Weren't you into that game at one point? Well, 2K18, as as you recall, I bought it on the Switch. Didn't, okay. Turned out I didn't understand basketball. Mm. Uh, decided never to buy a basketball again. But you enjoyed it for a couple of weeks. I did, but I was really unclear with the walls, and I thought, okay. this isn't for me. Fast forward to last week when I bought NBA 2K19. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, it was $2.99 or $3.99. My American friend was over again. He popped over and he opened up the eShop. He said, they've reduced this by 90%. That's ridiculous. So we snapped it up just in case we might ever uh, understand basketball. Have you? Uh... No, I'm loaded it up. But apparently what they've done then, now that basketball season um, is over, mm-hmm. The Raptors winning the first ever King of Basketball Thing. trophy. <laughs> I keep getting told by my wife what the trophy's called, but none of us can remember. Um, mm, it's called the Golden Ball. It, the, yeah, they won the Golden Balls. Uh, so um, what I think that means is that uh, NBA 2K would have um, a TV show in with in between the the games that you were playing that would reflect the results of the real life matches. It's something right. I've seen FIFA do before and other okay. sports games. That's really really it's good. It sort mm. of brings your fantasy into real life. But now they don't have any content now because there aren't any games. So <laughs> apparently they're just sticking adverts on. Uh. Um, now there is a way to skip them if you don't watch 2K TV, mm. but that's not immediately obvious. Who cares? It's two dollars ninety nine. Uh, another one here US government blocks League of Legends for players in Iran and Syria oh Vicky Blake wrote that one Uh, that is why have they done that well according to Eurogamer uh, due to US laws and regulations players in your country cannot access League of Legends at this time the message states as shared by an Iranian player on the official LOL forums Such such restrictions are subject to change by the US government so if and when that happens we will look forward to having you back on the rift. Hmm. As you might expect, uh, the block hasn't pre- prevented all players from logging on. VPNs are enabling some to sti- sidestep the ban. Very clever. It's thought to be the first time an online video game's availability has been included as a sanction. Things are changing, aren't they, Simon? We're losing access to games. We're losing games. What can we do? Hoard it all. Mm. Save it. Never connect to the internet. That's got to be the answer. I think that's the answer to most problems, isn't it? Fair enough. Right. um, Yeah, uh, that's it. Okay, thanks, not Anne. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry. left on Resonance 104.4 FM that is Cool Becky and Dead Birds and it's from chipmusic.org where we get so much of our brilliant chip tune music from Hi Simon Hey Steve This is where we would normally have a guest Actually I did have a question pertaining to the last news story Oh yeah You're an expert on sports video games aren't you? Yep You play All of them The, 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 the kicking sport Yep And the throwing sport Yep Do you play any others? Uh 
Mario Tennis. Right. Do you play any drivey drivey sports games? Race games. Race um, games. Not. I don't play Formula One. Mm. Uh, I do like. I do like a a, a, a driving game. Even mm. better if it's got guns in it. Really? No. No. Me neither. So, um, I, it's the World Cup at the moment. The Women's World Cup is happening in France. Indeed it is. Uh, have the USA just gone through, Steve? Sure. Uh, I imagine they were 2-1 up. Live it's update on Resonance. Uh, do we have the rights to talk about this? I think we do. Okay, fine. Um, so, um, this is going on, and there's been a big change in football over the last couple of years, haven't there? VAR. Yes. Which is all of the... All of the uh, all of the tabloids, all of the newspapers talking about it at the moment and the effect it's having on the game and on the, uh, on the Women's World Cup. Uh, there's a lot of contro- controversy around it. But I wondered, I, I don't know, I haven't played FIFA for ages. Is VAR in FIFA? Oh, that's a very good question, isn't it? Well, it's not in the... Um, so I generally spend my time in FIFA in the Championship or the Premier League. Right, and VAR has not been in either of those leagues. However, it is arriving next season. Is it? Well, thank I, goodness for that. Yeah, yeah, so um, VAR has been introduced as a way to uh, hopefully identi- identify any significant wrong calls by the actual real-life referee mm. and overturn this, because so much depends on these things these days. Do FIFA refer- referees make wrong calls? On the VAR? No, just in general. It, sorry, in FIFA, the video game, do they make uh, incorrect calls? Do they have fallibility built in? Yeah. Um, I suspect they don't, right? I suspect they don't. I mean, uh, so they're very clear when they show you offsides. They sort of mm. rewind that and put the lines up and go, yep, yeah, he's off. And you're like, yeah, obviously. So in which case, what are they going to do? Because in order to introduce VAR, they have to introduce the concept of fallibility. It's a very good question, Steve. Yeah, well, we won't have long to wait, will we? It'll be out uh, early September, although I won't be buying it this year because they're not bothering to significantly update the Switch version. <laughs> really? Okay, I haven't bought it for ages. Maybe this is my year. Maybe this is uh, the time oh, I get hold. As a VAR fan. I, well, I sort of am. As I was talking to you before the show, I was saying that I quite enjoy it. I'm, you know, my sport generally these days is cricket, which does replays exceptionally well and does the introduction of sort of computer aided analysis um, it allows you for it allows you to have uh, a review that the players can call for right so if they think a decision is, is wrong they call for it and if they are proved, in, proved incorrect they lose their review you get booked if you ask for it to be reviewed as a player in football is that yeah you're not allowed to if you do the if you do the right. square TV sign uh, okay. you should be booked right you, you should be yes you yeah, should be but yeah, yeah. you should be um, so I think you know. I think it is possible to introduce technology and, and make it work for a sport. But They're checking for different things, though, aren't they? In cricket, like ones which are it's clearly black and white. Mm. Did it hit the wicket? Did the bat? Because you can do the snickometer and all of that sort of stuff. Sure. So can you determine whether the bat hit it or whether it was? But there? even that is not always always clear because sometimes you know the the technology is there to determine whether the ball has hit the bat, but if the bat has hit the pad at the same time you know as the ball that we don't know whether it's hit or not you still have a little spike on the snickometer which records the audio thank you uh so it's it's you know it's not always clear and applying technology to um to uh, to a system that isn't 100 percent certain one way or another essentially as we're seeing with var mostly creates more debate around it now with cricket which is a very stop start game anyway you have time for that debate um, but in football, you absolutely don't, and that's why we're seeing things like seven or eight minutes, you know, nine minutes added on at the end of games. But it's so half-hearted in the way that, um, yeah, you know, they are looking whether they should be applying the laws, and often what what is being proven is that the laws sh- um, themselves aren't quite fit. The fact that a mm. keeper needs to have a foot on the line. I mean, yeah, sure, you shouldn't dive forward, but it just seems, particularly with regards to that Scotland Scotland's penalty, but. Um, uh, but they're doing it half high. So there's things like, oh, okay, well, we need to spend time looking at this. What they're not doing is then going, oh, okay, well, look, if you are going to review absolutely everything, then why aren't you counting the time that the ball's in play or not? Mm. Like, so that you can actually add that on. Sure. Why is there not a clock going up? That I, was, I think the, they will do that, ultimately. Well, good, and, and they'll be played by robots. And you'll probably and end no up, excitement. you'll have quarters, not halves, and there'll be, there'll be breaks. But I think, for me, um, one of the things that keeps coming out about all of these... Uh, uh, these rules and the introduction of new technology is to make sure the the uh, best side wins, right? To make sure that the result is fair. But for me, the beauty of sport is that 
the result isn't always fair mm. the you know um everyone involved in it is human including the referees and referees are fallible but sometimes luck just goes against you and i'm not interested in a uh, you know a contest that just comes out and goes yes this team was better than this team so they won you know i, I think that sometimes it's super fun to watch a game where you know one side dominates and there's a couple of lucky moments and then the other side ends up winning through you know luck and injustice that's part of what makes the game so human and what makes it so appealing to me and uh, you know to bring this back to video games as we probably should as a video game radio show the fact that fifa referees are not fallible uh, well we think fifa ref- referees are infallible um uh, makes sense from a sort of gameplay um gameplay point of view you can imagine the chaos and fury in an esport if uh a, a, you know the computer gave a decision the wrong way but it does make the game more interesting i think that sort of fury and invective does does make the game more of a an art form if you pop over to the uh, FIFA forums mm. uh, on fifaforums.easports.com discussion, will Which FIFA way? 20 have VAR? Uh, some guy 17 says discuss. Um, some guy 17 also then replies to his own post says, <laughs> "IMO no." Um, <laughs> a lot of people say literally no point. Da, 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 da. Uh, Warren Barton says it has goal line technology, which is true. It does the oh, mm-hmm. did this go over or not? And you know, yep. Uh, but we don't think we need to have VAR yet, do we? Um, uh, v- I'm not going to read that name out in case it's rude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it could be. But that name sounds like a cream. Um, however, says VAR will put more focus on EA's corrupt game mechanics. There we go. So there's a definitive answer. Mm, interesting. We were going to talk about uh, develop. But and will it have VAR? <laughs> there's no there's no time now. VAR just, for Charles Cecil's swim. Should we rock on with the uh, uh, with the letters? Let's do it. Thank you for your letters, Chris Stewart. Right. Dear team and SSG, you're on a roll, unless you're not, in which case you're doing great. I bought and played the new Zelda rhythm game, Cadence of Hyrule, and I loved every moment of it. I love that you can either play the rhythm game version of it, or you can play it as some sort of puzzle game where the rhythm doesn't matter and everything just moves when you do. It's made me want to go back and play more of Breath of the Wild, but I'm in the middle of moving and getting ready to start a new job, so I haven't had the time. Your lovely voices are always a welcome accompaniment to my Monday evening, even if I've not written in a while. Love and kisses Chris Stewart. There's no question there. He's just bragging about Cadence of Hyrule. I've come so close to buying this... Um, um, did you buy um, Crypt of the Necrodancer? I did. Did you see they put 90% off it? Really? Uh, last week, yeah, oh. or the week before. That's nice. Yeah, so that's uh, that's on my SD card. So have you played it? No. Oh, right, okay. That was kind of where I was going with this. So uh-huh. you don't know whether you're like... I um, didn't get on with it at first, mm-hmm. and then sort of pushed through, put in the time, and was like, yeah, I quite like this now, and then was I got distracted by something else. Something so I else. do think I'm, I'm absolutely certain... Um, yeah, Cadence of Hyrule is is brilliant. I'm really, really looking forward to playing it. I haven't bought it yet. But it has, so they so they put in this uh, this sort of easy modes where okay. you don't have to move to the, to, to the rhythm. Really. Uh, so yeah, almost like super hot. Uh, okay. So the enemies move when you do. Oh, um, that's more my sort of thing because I found I, yeah. I love rhythm action games. Yeah. I really do. But for me, that sort of cross genre thing here didn't quite. Like those parts of my brain didn't quite fit yeah, well together. So you're gonna be doing it now with all the Zelda music as well, sort of uh, remix of the, nice. some of those. Nice. <sighs> I know. I keep. How much is it? It's it's twenty two twenty two pounds, Steve. Really? I know. Yeah. It's a lot though, isn't it? It is. For us. Mm. Do we get paid for doing this? No, we don't. We sort of we survive on being sent things like that <laughs> we do. by Nintendo. Generous handouts in, in triplicate. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's inevitable that I will own this yeah, by next too. week. Mm, it feels feels like a force, doesn't mm. it? Cool. Uh, okay, shall I do a letter? Yeah, go on. Then. All right, I will do. Oh, let's try Ben Hall. Yes. Ben Hall writes, "Hello, team. Possibly plus a super special guest." 
I've started playing Crypt of the Necromancer <laughs> and Degeneration on the Switch. Now, because they require the precise digital level of control that the joystick doesn't offer, I've had to stick to the D-pad and have developed a bit of a wobbly left thumb as a result. What game injuries have you developed over your careers? My mate once managed to cut a small circular disc out of his palm when he was playing the Rotate the Joystick minigames on the first Mario Party. Cheerio, mm. Ben. Yeah, probably the most spectacular was the kicking the drink out of somebody's that hand at uh, Double phenomenal, Fine. Phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. That, was good, that was a good time. Uh, I did get finger strained during the days of... Uh, working on the Guitar Hero games. Mm, I strained my, like, properly put my thumb out playing a uh, PlayStation 2 game called Yanya Kabbalista, which was a skateboarding game where you put a plastic skateboard across the jewel shop. Oh, yeah. So it attached that, and you were meant to play the, um, tilt the jewel shock vertically and then steer the skateboard like that, which is kind of clever in theory, but it's like... There's quite a lot of clever ideas which don't quite work, mm-hmm. but you want them to work so much you make a whole game based around them. And uh, because I was, you know, if you imagine the bulk of the joypad is in your hand and then you're stretching your thumb across it to push the joypad, yeah, properly, properly wounded me. Um, I also, uh, I'm sure, I've, I'm sure recently I've been playing. What's the last game I sunk too long into? That stupid clicker game you keep banging on. No, about. no, 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 no. That's 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 low maintenance. Uh, it's just also life invasively horrible. Um, no, I think I, I think generally, if you spend too long playing playing any video game, you're likely to put your thumbs out, aren't you? Thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> uh, we've got another letter. We've got to, well, we've got the card as well. Uh, gotta go fast, writes Robert Wells. Hello, team. Hello, SSG. It's GDQ time again. He Some loves GDQ, he does, doesn't I, he? I'll be honest with you. The first time I ever heard about it was in a letter from Robert Wells. <sighs> Summer Games Done Quick 2019 started last night. As you read this, VB underscore will be running Castlevania Portrait of Ruin on the DS. Here's a couple of highlights I'm looking forward to. Breakfast time on Wednesday, there's the Bad Games block, celebrating that sometimes games that fail to make plays happy are fun to run quickly. I definitely want to see the 1990s Castlevania for MS-DOS. On Friday night, an expert run of Tetris Effect by Hard Drop, I'm watching Tetris, Tetris Masters is always amazing, is followed by Tazbot, the tool-assisted robot, showing how to max out your score on Tetris on the NES. Very early on Wednesday morning, there's a Legend of Zelda randomizer race with two runners competing to save Hyrule with no idea where anything is. They top this on Saturday night with a link to the past and Super Metroid combo randomizer where the two SNES games are squished together and shuffled around the clock. He doesn't say clock. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You've dropped an L there, Robert. Uh, Doesn't stop until both bosses are defeated. All donations go to Doctors Without Borders and there are prizes and incentives all week. I think we should try and get the Pokemon in Crystal named Anne, Simon and Stee. What game do you wish you could play much faster than anyone intended you to? Pip Pip Robert. Faster than anybody intended us to. I've never been particularly good at video games, I would say. And so uh, the idea of being so proficient that you can run through something significantly better than anybody else is a talent I'm afraid I will never (laughs) enjoy that's very clever I have an answer to it though I was watching uh, some of my students play Horizon Zero Dawn Mm -hmm. today and I thought what an accomplished piece of work that seems to be have you played it? no but you've seen it right? I'm aware of its work. Okay. It's super pretty, but it is one of those games. And the idea that I could experience all of that, but at a super fast rate, like just motor my way through it, uh, without having to put in the 40 hours required, that'd be... Yeah, that's the dream. Talking of the dream... Oh, hi, Anne. Hi. We're just doing a radio show. <laughs> you wanna, we wanted to know what you thought of Horizon Zero Dawn. We've spent 37 minutes <laughs> speculating about your opinion on it. You know I worked on it. No. Yeah, I'm. That is my only IMDb entry. Is that I uh, was engineer for some of the voice sessions. And our special, super special guest. (laughs) (laughs) Is this true? Yes. Why didn't you tell us? I did. (laughs) Did she? Did you know? I think she did. Okay. Yeah. Um, Are we allowed to talk about where you work at the moment? That was another question that we've been. Uh, 
Yeah-ish. Okay, because we wondered if you had anything to do with what happened this week. No. Okay. Because I've seen a lot of people talking about what happened this week, but I haven't personally got involved with what happened this week. Uh, Our neighbour, uh, who's an elderly gentleman... Oh, I say that. Sorry, he, I don't know if he, I don't, sorry. He's he's old in the sense that I'm. And he's not an old man, but he's certainly over thirty. We're all old. That's old. We're all That's old. That's old. Yeah. Demo. I'm sorry. Yep. Um, I caught him this morning uh, as I was as we've established pushing the baby to nursery. Uh, I caught him at the bottom of the rugby club. <laughs> I said, "All right, Demo," and he said <laughs> he was just standing around. Okay, yep. and he carries two phones. He was standing around. Obviously, who doesn't? By the rugby uh, club. Uh, I said, "All right, De- Demo, catching wizards, are you now?" And he said, "Yeah, I am." He said, "I said, is it any good?" He said, "I'm going to try it. Let's try it for a couple of days." He said, "So um, I'll give you an update next week." But um, yeah, uh, he's a big Pokemon Go fan. That's 100% Demo, isn't it? You know, don't commit immediately. <laughs> just see how things go. It's Demo through and through. <laughs> Yeah, so I will let you know uh, how he goes uh, next week. But yeah, obviously, so we, we just wondered if you had anything to do with the wizards uh, that have been appearing on the streets. Well, it is what I'm going to be reviewing this week because uh, <sighs> I have been playing it a lot this weekend. Is there, uh, is there any... you run this past the ethics board? Yeah, I was going to say, is there a conflict of... I'm not going to score it. Okay, that seems uh, fine. So that's that seems probably fine. fine. Yeah. So it's more like insight, really, yeah, than an actual, a bit of actual review. Um, but, so I can give you, I hope... Ben, if, if I'm not allowed to say this, then we'll cut this out. Uh, so this weekend we had a competition at work to see who could get the most, uh, who could collect the most foundables, which is a thing that you collect foundables. in the game. Foundables. Is, that, is that a Pokemon? <laughs> so it's an approximation of that. Okay. Uh, so it's a thing that you uh, that you collect during the game. So at a competition at work, bearing in mind I work with some big nerds who love this stuff. Yeah. Uh, I came second. <gasps> Did you? Yeah. Well done. And yeah. that's why you were late tonight, because you were having a celebration. Yeah, yeah. down one of the inns. That's right. an in-game joke. Is it? It is, <laughs> yes. Second is the is the right place to finish as well, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Because you, you don't not, look obsessive. Not You're too like, eager. Yeah, bye. So I got 294. Of course. Uh, Out of? Well, I mean, as many as you could possibly catch every okay. weekend. that doesn't seem... The guy who came first did 309, so I was only I was 15 off, so I was like, right. oh, no, that's fine. No, no I'll just go. track him behind. Good, good on him, good on him. Uh, the person who came in third came in with 174. Oh, yeah. um, the other thing that uh, is relevant to this discussion is that um, Alex Fleetwood surprised everybody then, didn't he? A-Fleets. Mm-hmm. A friend of the show. Friend, very dear friend very, of the show. Very good benefactor of the show I think we made Beast of Balance didn't we I mean he made it but, but we, we made, made it. it yeah uh, got bought by Niantic good on him a company so owned by bought. yeah he's been bought now aren't Niantic are they owned by Google yeah, yeah. oh no. no okay they were part of Google weren't they okay what I'm asking is that how much Google. is Alex Fleet we're going to give us 10% well, well, is we, that what we agree with we should guests? just we should just ask him there's no shame in that <laughs> <laughs> You're right, of course. <laughs> uh, why even ask him? Let's just send him an invoice, shall we? I mean, it's just skip to the end. Just, just a blank line. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you think will work, Alex. Good. Well done, then. How are you doing, Anne? Yeah, I'm, uh, but yeah, I'm all right. Have you been catching wizards? Uh, Two hundred. I mean, is that why you're late? No. Okay. No. Anyway, look, you're right, just in time. We're just finishing up on the. Uh, Letters when we decided to open the emergency letter. Oh, yeah. Which technically we don't need anymore because Anne's here. It's too late, though. We've committed to Have the we? listeners. We've I told quite like the idea of putting it in the box. Should no, we put it? Open no, it. no. I, I, I think we should put it back in the box. Okay. It's already been opened. Doesn't matter. Not by us. We've not seen it. If you want to, if you want to augment <laughs> our unopened physical letters pile, which we will talk about. Every week until there's an actual emergency, yeah. you can send us letters to wherever we're at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think you can find Resonance's postal address on the internet if you Google Resonance FM postal address. Should should let you know what are we on Borough High Street? Yeah. <laughs> Just do we are one life left. Borough it's one four four, isn't it? Borough High Street. One four four, Borough High Street, London. England. Residence FM in UK, there somewhere as well. The world. Send us send us physical media. Yeah. And we and will we'll never we open won't it. open it. Schrodinger's but we media. will we'll talk about it every week. Good. Until we need to. Yeah, and uh if you're not doing that, please do keep emailing 
Team at OneLifeLeft.com. I'm here. Listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, the greatest radio station in the world, and uh, the oldest video game radio show in the world. That's not a value judgment, that's it's just indisputable. Um, and this is How Can This Be? It's on chipmusic.org, it's by Outer Spaceman. It's nice, isn't it? It's also nice to have three of us in the studio, isn't it? Yeah. Although, you wouldn't know it from... you catching wizards? No. Showing some on my IMDb page. Anne Scantlebury, sound department. Yep. There wow. we go. Yeah. Have you played the game? Yeah. What do you think? Seven it's good. I didn't get super far through it. Mm. I was just... I was watching my students play it this morning, uh, and thought, it's yeah, it's really, really beautiful. Like, absolutely... Mm gorgeous game <laughs> oh look at this I've got loads of IMDb's have you? I have yeah actually is your Wikipedia page still up? oh I don't know because I got deleted for being not notable enough oh. um, after your all of ours are up uh, you know what any of our listeners could fix that because we are very notable uh, a notable radio show we're literally the oldest running radio show about video games in the world and uh I think that's notable. I think it is. Well, we just there, noted it, didn't we? Why is there an open packet of mini poppadoms? Uh, never you mind. Uh, there you go. Look at what I'm... Ooh, Deadly Premonition. What does it say about Simon Byron? Is an actor <laughs> known it's for true. Deadly true. Premonition. <laughs> known for Deadly Premonition. It's what you're known for, Simon. It is, isn't it? When people say, who's that Simon? I go, well, you might know him from yep. being an actor. Yeah. Shall we do our reviews? Go on, then. Fan. Oh. oh. Steve. Um. And. <laughs> uh, so I've been playing Wizards Unite. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a new game that's been out recently. Uh, so it's basically Pokemon Go but Harry Potter. Are you allowed to say that? Yeah? Alex Fleetwood might be listening. It's like saying, yeah, that's computer Jenga. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. It's it's made by the people who made Pokemon Go. 
using Harry Potter as right. the basis. So there's a narrative. Um, a calamity has happened where a spell has been cast and all of the secrets, all of the wizarding secrets that should be kept in the wizarding world have now been flung into the muggle world and you have to, uh, uh, which has broken the statute of secrecy and you have to help the people, the wizards, collect all of the uh, wizardy things back uh, and you have to go around and capture them and you um, can do, uh, go to fortresses and you can do fights in the fortresses and they're really fun because you wave your wand around and when you're catching things you have to do little spells on your screen Uh, and it's really fun if you liked Pokemon Go which you did didn't you which I very much did you and Damo (laughs) me and Damo at about it's very very much Damo sort of thing though isn't it uh, yeah, I mean, it's just so much fun. I had a really nice time uh, at the weekend. I mean, it's good when, like, on the bus, just got loads of them going by, just catching them, catching them, getting them, getting the little thingies. Um, it's how, an awful lot of fun. How different would you say it is to Pokemon Go? Uh, it's definitely, a, artistically, it's a very different look. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's one of the easiest things to change, I would have thought. It isn't it? <laughs> just colour it in differently. Exactly, well, yeah. Um, the, so... One of the key things that actually makes me prefer this a lot more than uh, Pokemon Go is <laughs> is the um, combat in... So it's the fortresses in Wizards Unite and in Pokemon Go it was the gyms, mm-hmm. wasn't it? And I used to... I never liked going to the gyms because it felt, re- I, it felt horrible, like fighting that sort of combat side of it because you're fighting other people. Mm-hmm. I really didn't like it. Uh, but in Fortresses, you team up with other people and you're fighting against uh, different foes together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so much nicer. I much prefer, you know, you know me, I'm a team player. I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight anybody. Uh, so I really enjoyed that a lot more. Um, but yeah, it's this narrative thread that goes through it that you don't have in Pokemon Go. So you're like, so this thing has happened and you get um you're finding little bits of the story as you go throughout uh if you collect certain things and you uncover different bits of the story and you're trying to piece together how and why this whole thing happened um so yeah i think that's probably the key difference to it uh that there is more to it than just you've got to collect them all now of course you're not going to give this a score are you no because that would be unethical Mm. Um, so you need a sort of punchy line to end yeah. the Yeah. Wizards Unite. Yes, I did. <laughs> Very good. Who's next? Simon. I've been playing My Friend Pedro. Oh, I downloaded that, but I have not mm. played it. Well, um, My Friend Pedro is uh, from Devolver Digital, who I'm a fan of, as you well know. Uh, it is a... Uh, side-scrolling violent shooter the sort of thing that you know that they publish um and uh we first heard about it um when it premiered in a nintendo direct and it could be best described i suppose as a cross between uh john woo and max Payne. so it's uh you could shoot and twist and somersault uh you slow time down and all the sort of thing and the, the videos that we've seen particularly the trailers show um, this incredible ballet of gun uh, gunplay and you know interacting with objects, kicking things up at enemies, rolling around, you know, both arms outstretched, independently shooting, um, and you were an actor. <laughs> you would be um, uh, uh, watching these trailers. You were like, goodness me, how? Uh, what's it going to be like to be to be in such control of the action and feel like this hero? Uh, and the truth is, we'll never know because actually, I found it really, really difficult and unwieldy to play. Really? Yeah. Why is that? What, what's the control scheme? Well, so you move on the left trigger. Uh, you shoot on the sorry. You move on the left stick. Shoot with the right trigger. Okay. Mm-hmm. So far, so conventional. I'm oh, sorry. And then uh, aim. So you move your character with your left trigger. Mm-hmm. Move the 360 degree of the gun with the right trigger Got sorry you. right stick shoot with the right trigger mm-hmm. so yeah cool cool jump with the b button right obviously um 
Now, if you want to shoot something else, you need to hold down the left trigger, and that independently aims somewhere else. Uh, I couldn't quite grasp exactly how that worked. Right. Then when to slow down time, you also hold down the left bumper. Uh, no, sorry. No, to slow down time, you, pu- you push in on the left stick. Okay. L3, that's called on the PlayStation. It's not out on PlayStation. Uh, but then to dodge, which it keeps reminding you to do, hold down the left bumper as well. So all of your hands, your hands are all just of claws. my hands, all of your hands are, are used. A bit are occupied. Yeah. Okay. But um, isn't that just exactly what he's doing, using all of his hands? All of them. He is is yeah. he a banana? So it's realistic. No, you've, you're, you're being guided along by a banana man. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It just really didn't click with me. I've seen some reviews of people like yeah, take some time to get used to. I was a little bit drunk when I started playing it, and I just didn't have the patience. <laughs> This sounds very much like it's the game's fault, not yours, Simon. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I felt like I'd got through the sort of five or six levels that I'd played more by luck than judgment, more accidental than uh, deliberate. And so I thought, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. I'm going to move on to something else, which I did. Final Fantasy XII is what I've started now. Mm. Although, being a little bit drunk, I realised this morning that I, when I booted back up, wasn't quite certain what was going on <laughs> and so I've deleted the save file in order to start that again good 7 out of 10 for both of those I've got two games to review as well go on um, first I want to talk about 1980X have you heard of that? I have no. heard of that so um, I saw someone talking about this on Twitter um, I think it was a retweeted post from the artist responsible and saying they put a lot of work into it and they hope, hoped that I appreciated you uh, me specifically yeah. I guess that was why it was retweeted into my timeline I appreciated the uh, the way they'd captured the 80s 1980X oh, yes. is I just remember what it is yeah it is a, uh, a you call it a love letter yeah. to 1980s arcade it's games a compendium of arcade games isn't it yeah which uh, make, which you know together tells a story um and it's all uh, it's all 80s uh, pixel art, uh, very very detailed, as is still somehow the fashion. I um, I thought the art was tremendous, like genuinely startling, uh, and beautiful, and really really does manage to make you think a bit of uh, 1980s arcade games, but also of 80s movies and uh, modern movies trying to capture that 80s aesthetic, which is very very trendy now. Um, the game starts with a Streets of Rage sort of tribute, right? So you're moving through a scrolling level and you're beating up enemies. I've always found Streets of Rage games quite boring. Yeah. Like, and that genre doesn't really exist anymore, I think partly because it's not, um, it's not a great game structure. I found this more boring than a Streets of Rage game. It seemed monodynamic and not all that interesting, and it lasts for too long. Then I uh, I played the game a bit, watched some narrative, watched some story, and the story... I don't know. It definitely thinks it's very good. Uh, but I did not think the story was very good. It felt like it was trying to pastiche 80s pacing, uh, or, or um, maybe not pastiche it, but as a tribute to 80s pacing of movies and the like. But I think if you're doing a modern take on that sort of stuff, you have to be as good as your influences. It's not good enough to just take their tropes and repeat them, but slightly worse. And that's what I felt about the story. Then I got into a shoot 'em up section, and it was fine. It wasn't. It didn't feel as good as an 80s shoot 'em up, as punchy as a shoot 'em up, or, uh, or or really as interesting. It just felt again like I was playing a pastiche. But why would I do that when I can play R-Type on an emulator if I want, or I can play Gradius in a number of different ways? Um, so yeah, I I, I really impre- I really appreciate the the aesthetics, and that's what the person who was tweeted in my timeline wanted me to do. But the game I thought was fairly weak. That's a shame. Hmm, it is. Uh, but I do have another game to talk about. Okay. Not to that backing track, I don't. To this backing track. There we go. Um, do we know who Sauce is? Yeah. Who's Sauce? That person. It is that person. Uh, friend of the show and um, common uh, singer at our Marioki events. He's a developer who has been working on Mosh Pit Simulator. Uh, it's a VR game uh, with kind of I don't know, we call it fluid ragdolls uh, and ridiculous ridiculous uh, VR shenanigans that came out on early access a couple of months ago and I assume that was what he was working on but he dropped a new game the other day out of the blue and that game 
is called Super Pig X. Oh, I saw somebody talk about this on my Twitter. It is a hardcore platformer, a bit like Super Meat Boy, but the gimmick is you can't see anything in the level. All the lights are off. You can't no. see anything. Except when you die, your pig explodes into blood, which colours in the level. And so then you can see the hazards and you slowly make oh. your way through the level by colouring it in. With um, your blood? With your blood. And I think it is great. It is really, really good uh, and heartily recommend it. 7 out of 10 as for uh, 98X. What I would say is it does something I haven't seen in a platformer for a very long time. It has lives. Oh, right, OK. So most games these days, uh, they have infinite lives, right? Like, and you just play and play and play and play. Uh, in, in, in Super Pig X, you have a very finite number of lives. If you don't get to the end of the level by that, you just have to start it again. Do you now? Yeah. Just put 10p in? Basically. Wow. Uh, you have to, and you're constantly baited by a, a system that says, 98% of people have completed this level, 2% of Rage Quick. Live statistics updated all the but time. But you have to fill it in every time? Uh, yeah, you do. Doesn't so you have to die. You have you, to lose a life. Yeah, it, go, it goes back into darkness, and then you start in all over again. Mm. It's very interesting. Anyway, it's excellent. It's cheap, and it's on Steam. That's it. Good. That's the end of the show. Right. Good to see you, Anne. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Anytime. <laughs> I mean, you... ho- I mean, ideally next time, seven pm is the time. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. You'll guest again next week. Am I? <laughs> we want to invite you back. Great, thanks. All right. Thanks, Anne. Thanks for listening. Bye.